0: Praise God. You'll notice he you won't even use paper notes. He just flows. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to hear some word tonight. Amen. Praise You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Awesome tonight. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Uh, Just to recap a little bit, um, uh, one one message, uh, one pastor, uh, Pastor Phil, he said that he he prayed to God that bring us better people, you know, and God had to remind him of where he came from, just like where we came from, how we were broken, how we were tore up from the floor up, you know, And, and God had to remind him, you know, I want people that I don't have to work with, you know. And, and the thing is, is that that's what God brings into the house. He brings people that are messed up. He brings people that are, are the foolishness of the world to confound the wise. That's us. Amen. So, you know, God has chosen us. We, we are people that, that he, he looks at as useful for the kingdom of God. And, and of course, Pastor Donna, she start off the, the conference uh, alignment with Unity. And and that's what the church is all about: unity, of being in one accord, and 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 looking at one another as we're no, you know, we're we're family. We are family. We're all from different backgrounds, but we're family. All right, we get along. We put up, and we need to shut up sometimes. Amen. Amen. Um, I like to start off with a. a reading out of the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23 to twenty-eight. And as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that she had to make. And she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister, but the Lord answered, you are worried about and upset about many things, but few things are needed, are indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. Father God, would just come before you tonight, Lord God? Help us to understand your word tonight, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to open up our hearts to receive, Lord God. Lord God, clear our minds from everything, all the distractions that are around us, Father God. That, Lord God, we have an ear to hear. And, and Lord God, we just give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we look at two women in the same household, sisters. And the thing is, is that they have choices to be made. If you want to uh, uh, take notes and I, I, I title this, Decisions, what do we choose? Amen? So we look at two women, Martha and Mary. But right away, Mary got down at the feet of Jesus and wanted to hear more. But all Martha thought about doing was complaining. And the first thing she did is she went to the Lord and said, Lord, don't get her to come back and help me. All right? Isn't that how we how we react and respond a lot of times? We want somebody to help us to do this or do that. But Jesus told her, and he didn't just call her name once. He said, Martha, Martha. Wanting to get her attention. Just like the Lord, he's wanting to get our attention. Amen. But we've got to look at both sides. Alright, but one thing is that we have to look at, what did Mary really want? Alright, what was she looking for? A lot of times when we, we come into the house of God, what do we really want? We're here, but what do you really want? We're here, but are we really listening to what God has to say to us? See, the problem is a lot of times we come in and like like we get that spirit of Martha, we're not paying attention to what the Lord has to say to us. Instead, we're being bombarded with everything else that's going on around our lives, around our jobs, around our homes, around the schools and everything that we're doing. And the thing is is that we, got, we get so caught up in all that other stuff that we worry too much. And Jesus was saying, Martha, Really, Martha, she's chosen the better thing. Don't you understand? She says that Mary has chosen the better thing. What did Mary really want? She wanted her cup to be full. A lot of times we come in here, but we're not even coming here to get our cup full. We come in here, we're half empty. We're coming in here, we're three quarters empty, but we're not asking for the Lord to fill us up. We come into the house of the Lord and we hear the preaching of the gospel but we're not really receiving what God has for us. We're so caught up with all the other stuff that's going on around our life. Jesus telling Martha, you know something? You don't have to do what you're doing. You could have that same choice that Mary had. You don't have to be bombarded by doing all those things that are around you. Somebody else will do it. Don't you realize if if you're not doing it, somebody else will take up their cross and they'll do it for you. But the problem is, is, with that we let that carry us and pull us down. That 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 burden, that heavy laden, pull us down to a level of distraction. See, that's what happens in our lives: is we get distracted if something's going on in our minds and our and our in our thinking. We're being distracted. When we come into the house of the Lord, we're being distracted because we're so concerned about what's out there in the world. I don't know about you, but I, I think that when we come into the house of God, we have to realize that uh we have to go back to our, that first love. That first love when when God did something in our life. The pastors always tell of his testimony of how when When he came to the Lord, how how God did a miracle in his life. How God set him free from being a drunkard alcoholic. And I know what that's like. Because, see, when I came to the Lord, the Lord did a miracle in my life. I didn't know what to expect when I came to the Lord. All I knew is I wanted a change. The thing is that we come into the house of the Lord, every day needs to be a change in our lives. Every day needs to be a new day. But yet we're still stepping into the old. We're still looking back. We're still looking back. Why? God, God doesn't want us to go back. Lot's wife looked back. She turned into a pillar of salt. Why? Because all she saw was what was in the world. That's what we were. When we were, before we got saved, we were in the world. But God says, I've taken you out of the world. Why are you still wanting to go back? See, we could be saved for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years, and yet people are still looking back? Why? Because all they care about the riches of the world? What, what does the world have to offer you? What does the devil have to offer you? Come on, you know how real he is. What does he offer you every day? He offers you a way out from Christianity. That's all he offers you. He says, I'll give you everything you want that's out there. Everything. He even tempted Jesus after he was in, in the wilderness for 40 days fasting. You can imagine if he attempts Jesus, how he's going to tempt you. you think that you're any better? To put ourselves in the feet, just like Mary. We have to get down to where, okay, God, what do I need to do to change my life? What do I need to do to be a better person? What do I need to do to make a better choice? See, we have choices every day. We get up every day. We have choices to make. The choices when we get up, what are we going to do when we get up? What's the choice? What do you do when you get up? What choice are you making when you get up every day? Are you just getting up every day, just going out the door? See, that's the problem with us. We get up and we go out the door. Do we spend any time with Jesus? Do we actually get down and read His Word? Do we actually sit down and and share and have a cup of coffee with the Lord and say, God, help me? You know, I, 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 before I even came tonight, I, I had to sit down. I had to get into a quiet place because I, I needed to, to, to ask the Lord to help me. Help me, Lord. Because I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Because it, it can't be who I am that's preaching. It's got to be what God has put in my heart. God has put it in my heart these words that I'm speaking right now, I didn't even prepare to say something that I'm saying right now because I asked God, show me what you want me to say. I could, I studied and I put words together. I put scripture together. And, and the thing is, something bothered me about it. What bothered me about it is I didn't want it to be me. I felt even after I did all this and wrote it all down and went through it and, and gone through it, and I felt like something's missing, God. What's missing? And the and Lord, just like Mary, something was missing in her life. She needed something. She wanted more. She wanted her cup overflowing. Overflowing with the Holy Spirit in her life. The only one that she could get that from was Jesus. The only way that we, our lives were changed is when we came to Jesus. We didn't change on our own. I couldn't do it on my own. When I was out there in the world, I tried to stop drugs. I tried to stop drinking. I tried to stop everything that I was doing, but it didn't work. And when I came to the Lord, I didn't know if, what was going to happen. I didn't even know what to believe. All I know is I just asked God, if you're real, show me. Because I got tired of all, all the other stuff that I was doing. I needed something real in my life to change me. And I couldn't do it. But that day that I sat in the park and I prayed that simple prayer and I asked the Lord to come into my life, I understand what miracles are about. Because that day when I asked Jesus into my life, that's the day that God set me free from drugs and alcohol. I didn't have to go through some program, AAA or whatever there is out there. All I knew is that for the first time in my life, I didn't have a desire to drink or take drugs anymore. There was a change that took place that very hour that I prayed. Because I came to Jesus. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen the next day. But each day got better. Each day I got each day I kept seeking the Lord. Each day I kept re- and showing myself approved because God showed me something that I needed to do when I got saved and that was that I needed to get closer to Him. And just because we're saved for a while doesn't mean that we can't get closer to God each day. Each day has got to be a better day. Each day has got to be a day that I've got to get closer to Him. Each day I've got to seek the kingdom of God. Each day I've got to have the heavenly realm in my life and not the worldly life. I'm tired of living in the world. I'm tired of waking up every day being strung out. I'm tired of every day getting up doing the same thing that only brought me misery. And Jesus, His words, His words, the spoken word of God is what changed my life. Not what man had to say. Not what my family had to say. Even my mom told me, you're an alcoholic, you need to go to a program. That's the only way that you're going to get fixed. But I said, I got saved, Mom. I got saved. I got born again. No, they brainwashed you. I said, Mom, I need it. My brain washed. I'm serious. And she didn't understand that because all that garbage that was flowing in my brain was from the world. And what God wants to do is through his word, he washes us and cleanses us and heals us and delivers us and sets us free and gives us a clear mind that we can think and see and hear and do things the way He wants us to do it and no longer doing the things that we like to do. Just like Paul says, I do those things that I don't want to do and I don't do the things that I should do. Why? Because see, that nature that's in us, that that worldly nature that God wants to bring out of us, to get rid of, to, to cleanse it from us, to help us to understand that in order to get into the kingdom of God, we need to get rid of the world inside of us. Amen. In uh the book of um Luke 18, but well, one thing that Mary decided in her in her life, in her walk, she said she desired to be, she hungered and thirst for righteousness. You'll find in the in Matthew 5-6 uh, that, that blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You see, see, Mary wanted to be filled. Are you coming to get filled? Are you coming for four? Are you coming to, to see your cup overflowing? Are you coming to see something change in your life? See, if you're just coming just to come, oh, well, my friends are coming here, so I'm going to come. I don't come here because I have friends here. I come here because I know Jesus is going to be in the house. I come here because I know the Holy Spirit is going to be in the house. I come here because I know that if I've come here where the, the Lord is and where He's moving in the midst of His people, then there's something that's going to happen, something that's going to take place, something's going to change in my life. But if we're just coming just for some other reason, we're not going to get anything. Uh, as we read in Luke chapter 18 starting in verse 18 a certain rich ruler asked him good teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life why do you call me good Jesus answered no one is good except God alone you know the commandments. You should not commit adultery. You should not murder. You should not steal. You should not give a false testimony. Honor your father and mother. Verse 21 says, I, All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. Jesus, when Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, and follow me. Verse 23, And when he heard this, he became sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. But Jesus says, You know, here this man lived by the law, He understood the the principles of God, he lived by the law, and yet he still didn't know how to get into the kingdom of God. Jesus told him, you have to get rid of the world. It wasn't because of of being rich, it's because he didn't want to let go of the world. He says, if you let go of the world and sell what you have, you'll have treasure in heaven. But see, his treasure was in the world. It wasn't in heaven. See, a lot of problems that we have is that we put our treasure in the world and we're not putting it in the kingdom of God. And so we don't know how to enter into the kingdom of God. And we don't know that we have a treasure in God's kingdom because we're still desiring the worldly things. God is wanting us to change how we think, change how we believe, change in making our right decisions. This rich man didn't know how to get into the kingdom of God and when he was told by Jesus how that could happen, he went away sad because he didn't want to give up the world. See, the problem is, is that even, uh, I can't think of the pastor's name that preached the message. He said it wasn't because of his riches. It because of his it's not, it's not a reason not about the wealth. It's about the heart. See, God's looking at your heart. He's not what you have. Because, see, God's wanting to deal with you, deal with your heart, change your heart. And and when I got saved, I had to learn that one thing is that our hearts are calloused and, and hardened from the world. And what God does is he changes that. He puts a new heart in you, a heart of flesh. One that He can shape and mold and that He can do something with. And if you're not allowing God to move in your life and move in your heart and change you and shape you and mold you into being the person that He wants you to be, the Christian that you should be, walking in the ways of the Lord, then you're not changing. God is looking for a changed person, changed being, not one that's wanting to hold on to things in the world anymore. See, we have to Look at, at what God wants to do in our lives and not what we want. See, one thing that you have to realize is the enemy is going to come in and take you out if you're still looking for the world. The enemy, the devil, he's real. But, he, you know, he made the first decision of his life when he was in the kingdom of God. And that was that he wanted to be like the bullpen. And there was a battle in heaven, and Satan, hit that dragon they called him, and his angels, his followers, were cast out of heaven here. And the thing is, is that are we reading our words? See. I can sit here and preach. My pastor can preach to you. But are you studying the Word of God? Are you reading the Word of God? Are you the only time that you hear the Word of God is when you come to church? Because, see, you have to be the one that chooses. What are you doing every day? What do you choose to do daily? Are you just living your life daily and doing your thing without having the Lord? walking with you? Are you walking with the Lord? See, that's a choice that you have to make. In uh, Philippians 3 verse 7-14 Paul says, Whatever ordains to me I know That comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of His resurrection. And, the preparation and participation in the sufferings. Becoming like Him in His death. And so, somehow, obtaining to the resurrection of the dead. Amen. He goes on to say, For they will be called... not not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead I press on toward the goal to the prize to win the prize for which God has called me, heavenly word, in Christ Jesus. One thing is that we haven't arrived. I haven't gotten there yet. I don't care how long I've been saved. I make mistakes. I make bad choices in the past. But God has shown me from that how to make better choices in the future. If I made a bad mistake in the past, I've learned from it not to do it again. Because I already know what it's going to do. It's going to bring destruction. But if I don't learn from what I've already done, then what good is it if I've went through it and kept going through it over and over again, not understanding that I need to... To give us the real life that we need to be overcome with. It. We cannot be We cannot that We cannot be the past.